Dr. Cater, I feel terrible. What happened? <laughs> well, I'm trying to do this thing where when Nico wakes up in the middle of the night, I don't go get him at 2 o'clock in the morning and just let him sort of ask for me and let him put himself back to sleep. So um, I was letting him call for mama, 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 mama over and over again. And finally, I went to get him and I realized he was laying in throw up. Oh, yeah, that's always a good one. We had that, too, with Eli one time where he uh, was screaming and then the next morning we went in. And he fell back asleep after two minutes. But then, you know, we went the next morning and there was a little bit of throw up on his uh, his blanket. I was like, you know, you're like, oh, man. That would have been good to go in for. <laughs> I feel terrible. I feel terrible. It happens, though. It happens. Mama. Welcome, parents, to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising Amazing. It's one of those things that, you know, parents always feel terrible about because, you you know, you want to help your kid to get in that rhythm of sleeping and you don't necessarily want to rush in every time if they make a noise right off the bat. But you're always worried about, you know, what happens if they are really sick? What happens if they get hurt? What happens if they throw up? And, and you know, every once in a while it does happen. But most kids are resilient and, and you know, it's rarely... A, a huge issue but everybody's sick right now it's kind of it's crazy right it's it's like the middle of the winter i don't know what's going on out there <laughs> it's the middle of the summer or it's the end of the summer but it feels like the middle of the winter i think it's probably because we were all in our house for mm-hmm. so long and now oh. we're out in the world again and like that's what i think and the office is yeah. as busy as it's ever been it's all it's like the middle of the winter cold cough uh throw up season but but it's you know the middle of the summer so it's it's a, a little bit of a mix-up this year but i guess that has to do with everything going on in the world. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy in the world, right? Um, but yeah, I feel so guilty. Like, I know that it's normal and I know every parent goes for it, but I was watching him on the monitor, like, move his pillow around and try to, like, I was like, what is he doing in there? And I realized he was trying to find a dry spot without throw up. Yeah. Awful. Awful! awful. It is awful, but it, it I would say it happens to every single person, so you shouldn't you shouldn't feel bad. There, there's no way to know. I mean, yes, you can have a camera going at all times, but that's not ideal either. So, you know, yeah. it, it just is what it is. Um, so, but I have to say, you he really won't remember. He won't remember. He won't he remember. Won't remember but I want to tell you something. <laughs> you made me feel better. You know, I I'm me? grateful. Yeah, I'm grateful <laughs> that I have you, and now that you have a podcast, all the world has you as their doctor too, sort of via the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But I texted you and I was like, he threw up, he has diarrhea, blah, blah, blah. What do I do? And you told me what to do. Hydrate, you know, hydrate something and support. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it that really landed with me. I was like, well, of course. Right. Of, mm-hmm. of course. But just it was really special hearing that from you. And I. And I had a very busy day. I had a 15-page audition that I had to memorize mm-hmm. and um, all kinds of ever, other things. But I remembered, and then I remembered Nadine's podcast from last week, that, yeah, it's all about bonding and it's mm-hmm. all about connection. And if he just feels my support, that's going to make him feel better, me feel less guilty from leaving him laying and throw up, all of the things. And I, it's hard to stop, like freaking out about all the things that we have to do work-wise and all the stuff and but I just like put that away for a minute and made sure I was really 
connected with him and he felt loved and like cuddled and all of the things. And I mean, he felt better and then I felt better and then I felt like I could focus on my day. Right. And, and that's the bonding is, is so important. Just really being there. I think as well, I know as a parent, you know, all of your normal senses go out the window. I mean, if you have a cough or you get a fever, you know, for yourself you don't freak out you're like okay i'm sick whatever i you know i go i go lie down i have some fluids i watch some tv or watch the movies whatever and you, you just you know usually you get better but when it comes to your kid all senses go out the window and we forget that you know 99.9 percent .9 of the time yeah i mean they're, they're gonna get sick everybody gets sick you get sick a few times a year and they're gonna have a fever for a day or two they're gonna have a cough or a runny nose or they're gonna throw up or they're gonna have some diarrhea and their immune system's gonna deal with it and they're gonna get better. And that's, and that's the vast, 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 vast majority of the time. And obviously if symptoms are more severe, you're very worried about something, you should go see your doctor. But the reality of you know, 99.9% .9 of the times that a kid gets sick, you don't have to do that much, right? You just be there, support them, and, and, yeah. and just, just make sure that they know that you're there and, and you know, make sure they're getting extra fluids and a little extra rest and all the things that you would do for yourself. And that's generally all you need to do and their, their body will handle it if you give them that time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th I think it's just because we love them so much, right? Yeah. And, al and also <laughs> but for me personally, yeah. I'll just speak for myself. Like I love them so much. I don't want to, like, you're right. Like if I had the same, the similar thing, well, I'm a big baby. I really don't like to throw up. Nobody likes to throw up, but I think as a parent, you go to the worst place right away, you know, whether you Google it or not. It's like, oh, my kid's sick. Oh, they have a fever. Oh, maybe it's this. Oh, maybe they're going to get super sick. Maybe I go to the hospital. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, it's That's like exactly a, it's, what I did. It, it, it's like a constant cycle. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. No, they're, it, it's only been two hours. They're probably fine. But, you know, for the first, like, 20 minutes, you just think about literally every horrible thing. Yeah. And then you know you're just like well what should i be doing should i be doing more am i not doing enough should i there's a lot of should have's and then they mm -hmm. you know they're, they're fine but that that's just a part of being a parent i think and, and it, it's just good always to talk about it because it just need to you just need to be reminded that you know for the most part it'll be just fine every kid gets sick a lot especially when yeah. they're another kid so that's a part of the deal when you're going to be a parent you're not going to have a kid that's never going to get sick every kid gets sick a lot of times if they're ever going to be out in the world so you know yeah. something to remember just being I mean, I'm there just, i'm really i'm this is all new for me right mm -hmm. because he turned one we've been in a pandemic mm -hmm. we've just been home so mm -hmm. here we now we're out in the world again and yep it's yeah. all starting it's all starting and you know the call you know our, our texting volume obviously in the last month or two months has certainly gone up because there's a little bit more fear and everyone's getting sick and all the stuff is you know all the regular stuff is back out there but you know real reality speaking of what i'm seeing every place is different but the vast 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 majority of the kids that are sick are not the scary stuff it's coughs cold runny noses kids are testing negative for covid you know obviously some kids get it but for the most part it's still lots of other things out there as well all the regular stuff is back it didn't go anywhere it just we weren't really out <laughs> right so you know mo awesome. most most of the time it's not going to be something super horrible so you know i know everyone's first instinct goes there right but that's yeah. not not really what's happening you know in general obviously you want to be cautious but most times it's just a cold right if it's a cold <laughs> okay okay well i feel better well and going back to bonding and connecting um, with our children that makes me feel better too and i i feel like this generation of parents we are parenting more consciously we're thinking about how to connect with our kids um, whereas I, my parents were great, but I don't think they sat around and thought about 
how to connect with us. We just like, we're just, we're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we did things as a family and did trips and things like that. And they, you know, we all created memories together. But I do think that parenting nowadays, we're all, we're thinking a little bit differently about things. And I think that's great for the emotional health of our kids. Um, and so this summer I've been really trying to do that. I've been really trying to carve out time every single day to make sure that I'm connecting with him and, and there's a healthy attachment and that we're bonded and then also plan things with family. Um, you know, uh, whether it's here or, you know, we drive out of town for a few hours to create memories and experiences and, you know, bonds with his grandparents and his cousins. And I know not everybody has a family or has their family close. So I'm, I'm lucky for that, but just, um, it's just really hitting me hard lately about how important for his emotional well being forever is this time. We're making imprints on their brains. So now that you're a little family, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about this? As far as spending time with your family and making memories for Eli and things. Oh, I I think it's so important. I mean, for me, it's one of the most important things and spending time at home is, you know, it's everything and it's hard. Uh, As a doctor, obviously the schedule is busy enough, but the, the, the pandemic was nice for that, I think is one thing that was good as being home a little bit more and and scheduling has been a little bit easier because a lot of kids weren't in school so it could go home earlier most days and, and things like that so just mm-hmm. spending more time at home has been great and also just carving out out time to make sure that i am home and for me I, you know i'm lucky with the practice in the way that we have it that you know a lot of people have access to me and so i can spend more time at home and, and still the patients can have access to me so i, I have prioritized that in my life to great. be home and, and i'm also lucky that sarah works from home mostly so she's she's a lawyer but she uh, has a home office and so she's mostly at home also and so it's it's nice that we're we're both around you know as much as we can be and I, and I think that you know I'm really happy with that because again as you said it's like <clears throat> what's more important than than just being there right the bonding is is everything and so yeah. the more that you can just be present um, that's really what your kids want at the end of the day absolutely and that leads us into, we have this really, we talked with this really interesting family for this episode, the Onyx family. They um, are this big, beautiful family who the, the, the parents left their careers in um, the medical world and mental health right world and mm-hmm. um, got together with their kids and just started doing fun things with their kids to sort of bring more joy to their lives and then like created a whole business out of it. So it's mm-hmm. very cool. Speaking of connecting, they, they really nailed it and uh, turned their lives around. So let's mm-hmm. get into that. We are so excited about our guests today. We have the mother and father, Rita and Myrtle of the Onyx family on. If you do not know the Onyx family, you need to know them. They're incredible. Um, after leaving their respected careers and mounds of debt, Rita and Myrtle created YouTube videos and really took their family to a whole new level. They have a family cartoon, which has been acquired by Amazon Prime, that is scripted, illustrated, produced, and voiced by the entire family. Their family's vision is to give back by inspiring families and children around the world to live out their greatest hopes, dreams, and 
aspirations. Myrtle is the author of several inspirational books. He used to be an uh, ordained minister and marriage and family counselor. Rita, you were a nurse practitioner. You have such an incredible story and we're so truly honored to have you. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you for inviting us. Thank you. So what, what inspired you guys to make such drastic life changes to move from, you know, one career to a different career? What, what spurred that on? Well, for me, um, uh, as you said, I was a minister and a marriage and family therapist, and my wife had an opportunity to start a medical practice with some of the doctors she was working with as a nurse practitioner. It was going to be nurse practitioner based, but then, of course, she was partnering with the doctors she had been working with. We had lived in Canada, and that's where my ministry was, and that's where my practice was. And so when they had asked her to start it in Florida, I had to make a decision, you know, uh, how, how, how am I going to be able to support her? And so I had to transition at that point. So that's how I transitioned. Yes, for me, I, um, like you said, I was in Florida and I was working as a nurse practitioner, juggling several jobs. I was very burnt out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the great thing about being a nurse practitioner is that you're, there's always a job. But on the flip side, you know, you're like, oh, I think I could take on one more, maybe another one, you know, mm -hmm. and just try to keep it all balance but eventually I just burnt out on top of that trying to start the medical company because you know at first when you're just starting um, you know there's so much stuff behind the scenes that I needed to work full-time and do that without getting paid at first so it was a lot I wasn't seeing my family so I decided like you know what I really want to spend some more time with my kids mm -hmm. husband and so I said you know what could we do together where we could create some some fun family memories? And if we made any money on the side, that would be great. But I, at that point in time, we had no idea how people got paid, what people got paid <laughs> on YouTube. So it was definitely not money oriented. It was more just about what's the worst that could happen. We have some really great family skits and, you know, our family slideshows will look a little different than maybe another family, <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah, we did. And, um, so basically, I, I got them all together one day and said, listen, I see these people um, have these YouTube channels, and I think it would be really fun and cute if our family made some skits that kids could relate to. Um, or not relate to at that time, more just have some fun and be entertained, just bring them some joy. We had never done anything like that, and they decided to jump on and on board on my idea. And I'm so grateful because... You know, they could have been like, oh, you know, what is that? That's, you know, and be all shy. Not that there had been anything wrong with it, but they were also at a point in life where they wanted to, to do something different. And I think it was the prospect of us working as a family that made them want to do it. And then from there, we just decided to go out and just start right away. We just took action. That's what kind of so what kind cool. of videos were you were you making at the beginning? How did it start? So in the very beginning, um, there was uh, okay. So December two thousand fifteen, mm -hmm. we started a video called like my colorful family vlogs or something. We like that. We were gonna just do a vlogging channel. It was a vlogging channel, and but we all were gonna do like we're gonna do a, a vlogging channel. Then we all were gonna do like our separate channels where it was like based off of maybe some of our likes and and even mm -hmm. at the time. There was um, channels that were doing really well with just showing hands with toys. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I don't even have to show myself. I can just put hands with toys. So we did, we yeah, just it did work. And it didn't work. That was in it December. Worked. So right. Rita started researching right. keyword optimizations, trends. Everything, you know, just everything so you know, that we would. Algorithms, right. all that kind of stuff. And then she was like, okay, 
I think I may understand this thing. Like, let's try this again, but let's do superheroes this time. And so, oh, speaking my language. (laughs) And I got like, I was Incredible Hulk, so I got the full Hulk outfit. I got my son the Batman outfit, and my daughter was like Pink Spider Girl. Yeah, they were just a bunch of just a whole bunch of different characters. And we went. Our first skit was we went into a classroom. I was the teacher, so Hulk was teaching the superheroes and the villains. There was um, Joker, and there was um, Venom. Venom, and they were all like, but it was really, it was very funny, goofy. Yeah. Playing, they're in the classroom. I'm teaching them, and then they're me- the villains are messing with the heroes, and the heroes are getting back at them. So cute, and all that kind of stuff. And then it just took off. It just blew up. I felt like you know, coming together as a family, we had that energy that we could we could bounce off of each other, and we just had more fun. And there was and a I think, trend at and the I think time you too. could just tell in our skits at the time, and even now, like we just have a lot of fun when we do it. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, being a creative person. Sometimes I'm just like hit with an idea, like a ton of bricks, you know, I get creatively inspired and it feels like, like it's coming from another place, like beyond me, almost like a spiritual experience. I know that sounds crazy, but I also know a lot of writers and directors who say the same thing, like the, like the idea like comes from somewhere else. And I, I'm just curious if obviously like, and we know, especially even in starting this podcast, when you get to get something off the ground, it does take a lot of research and a lot of work and time and dedication. But I'm just curious, you guys both left like really intense careers. Did you have that moment? Did you, Rita, did you have that like middle of the night, like, oh, I got it, like, I, like thing that happens? I think that um, it was... I was just desperate at the time. I was so exhausted. The Mm -hmm. only thing that I knew that kind of hit me spiritually was like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Even if it wasn't going to be YouTube, it was going to be something that I was going to do differently. And I knew just from starting the medical company, I was like, I am just going to be jumping from the frying pan into the fire in terms of how much time it's going to take away from my family. Your four kids. Exactly. And the thing about it is, is it's it's so interesting because my whole ministry and my whole practice was around family togetherness, but we were not able to actually practice what we preach. Like I would be homeschooling the kids in the morning and then she would come, she was in school and then she graduated and then she'd come home and then she'd homeschool and I'd have to run off and take care of church responsibilities or go and do marriage and family therapy practice you know, with couples. And it's just like, we weren't living the life that we really want to live with our family, having fun, bonding the way yeah. we home. Once she started her nurse practitioner, she'd be charting till the wee hours of the morning. We are, we're so grateful <laughs> because now we, we reflect back and we're just like, wow, we're, we spent our full day together. We spent our days with our children. We're working together. We're laughing. It's we're having so fun. cool. It's amazing. And we weren't able to accomplish that in our respective careers. We just weren't. <laughs> we come up with, uh, we generally have it to be relatable skits. So the kids do it relatable to children. And then when we do the Onyx family skits, they're relatable. So if we are going through some difficult times in our marriage and we're arguing, then we'll do a skit about arguing and how it, you know, how the kids are affected and then, you know, put like a spin on it to, to, to make sure that people can relate to something like mm-hmm. people not understanding each other and how do we bring things around? And so I would use my marriage and family therapy as a, as a, as a springboard to address issues 
but using comedy in a way. So our mission is to tell the story, feed the soul, make them laugh, heal the heart. And so that's will, so beautiful. Tell the story, feed the soul, make them laugh, heal the heart. Heal the heart. I want to cry. <laughs> so that's that's kind of like what we try to do with everything that we do. Just in some way, we're just telling stories that are relatable and we're making people laugh about it and normalizing things that they may feel ashamed about or, you know, and um, and allowing and allowing children to have a safe space to just laugh and say, oh, I like that family. You know, maybe I, you know, maybe I'd like to play with my dad a little bit more. And, and it kind of they kind of vicariously live through us in some yeah. way. And, you know, each one of us know what it is to be a latchkey kid or, you know, you know, different things in the 80s when you were raised or 70s and. And so we had TV raised us. So we know that it's a heavy responsibility that we have that kids are sitting down and their parents are super busy. How can we make sure that we're being res giving responsible entertainment that is going to, 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 to help be there for them? That's incredible. It is. And it must be a lot of fun to work as a family, but does it ever get frustrating? Do you ever have stories where, you know, somebody doesn't really want to do it or, you know, some crazy, crazy stuff happening during the day where like, I'm not into filming anything or doing I can definitely, you know, we're just like any other family where, right. you know, you can, you can have too much time together. You right. know, I think that we've been pretty, we are blessed. We have a big house where people can go into their corners, right. you know, and they, they can just, just chill out for a while. And um, but when you work together, they've been homeschooled, you know, it's, it's definitely some, a time where, you know, you just kind of want to be like, let's leave me alone for like a day, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. And then there are times where, because when you are an entrepreneur, like you guys know, like there's sometimes there's a, not a definite time of, oh, my time is done now. You could keep going and going and going. And so you work you know, nonstop. Yeah. yeah. We have to it's tell not easy kids. working from home. Hmm? We have to tell yeah. our kids. Sometimes we have to tell them, Hey. Take a break. Yeah. Because they're enjoying themselves. Because, I mean, they're playing a game. They're gaming. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're enjoying themselves. But we have to be like, okay, take a break from screen time. And now, mm -hmm. you know, do something else that is fun. They do recognize, though, that if all they do is work together, then they're not going to have that bonding time, you know, outside of it where there's no pressure with, you know, to make sure that you're doing something, you know, for work. So what they did was they instituted something called Sibling Sunday where they just now chill out together just and chill. hang out. And we really- That's like so that. sweet. Yeah, because wow. I was raised as an only child. So when I see them do stuff like that, I mean, that was that would've been my dream. My brother never wanted to hang out with me. My sister used to kick <laughs> me out of his, her room. So I'm like, what, who are you guys? Like, you guys are- I know. Like... Yeah, that, that's really special. I, I, I wanna talk about, it's Sasha, right? Who mm -hmm. started the Dr. Gator and I are both super passionate about uh, movement and yeah. exercise. And uh, Sasha started Cardionics. Oh, Cardionics. yeah. Cardionics. It, Cardionics. Yeah. Her, Tell us about that. Her um, original brand, like she's always been into gymnastics and stretching and just loving exercise like I look at her like who are you you know because that's not didn't come from us that's no, for sure no. it's just something innate so even as like an eight nine-year-old we'd be like what is she doing oh she's flipping in the living room or yep. she'd just be stretching or even she had like a six-pack at like 11 honestly constantly <laughs> using her own body weight so we noticed that she loved that and we just nurtured it by enrolling her in gymnastics for a time and then after that, she was watching like um, people like Blogilates and other influencers on YouTube and then came to us and said, 
I would like to have my own brand to motivate young young um, women and even males to to exercise. So I said, well, that's great. And so she started with Flipping Cool. That's what it first started as. But as we developed the Onyx brand, one time I came to her and I said, you know, it'd be cool if we combined the word cardio and Onyx and just came up with like cardionics, something, you know, unique. And so that's what um, was, that's how the name came. And as she's delved more and more into it, um, she, we said, you know what, it would be great for her to have her own branded app. And she's young, so we told her, you know, this is something where you can work on it for a while. There is right. no, there's no pressure. And how do you, how do you balance that with the family? I think that's always a big issue with, you know, school and then all the fun entrepreneurial stuff that, that you're doing. So how do you find the balance and how do you work with the family on that balance? Make sure that we're still doing the, the kids stuff that we need to be doing and playing with our friends and doing all the normal stuff and then also having you know, an audience and fans and followers and creating content for the world. Right. So because we had homeschooled them the entire life, there was always that work balance, always looking for that work balance, you know, to, to, to when is a good time to interject, you know, this particular subject, how do we do some work life and responsibilities like learning how to cook, clean, wash that all of these things were incorporated in their learning experience. So when, mm -hmm. YouTube came in, it became like, okay, now you're going to learn a skill like editing. You're going to learn the skill of filming. You're going to learn lighting. You're going to learn, you know, the algorithm you're going to learn. You're going to sit down in meetings with people that we're partnered with, and you're going to learn how to do a broker a deal. Um, you're going to, we're, wow. we're going to be a part of, you're going to have shares in the company. This is how you deal with your paycheck. Ownership. This is how you do ownership. So, so everything was life was um, taught mm -hmm. and life became the classroom. It's an interesting thing because I, you know, even Serena and I had conversations about all this stuff in social media and Instagram and it's, you know, we didn't grow up with any of this stuff at all, certainly not as a business. Mm -mm. And this is, you know, not a, a lot of, you know, people's parents, kids are doing these things as a business now. You know, you guys are doing it as well, but I think a lot of parents are not involved in social media at all or, you know, kind of on to show their pictures to their friends or, you know, show their their, their kids cute pictures doing whatever, <laughs> right? But they're not on it for a business, but it really is a business and there's a good and a bad side to that. Uh, and I don't know, I know Serena, we talked about it, you know, every so often about the crazy things that people will send you. Do you guys have, you know, issues with that in terms of crazy messages, people being mean, bullying, and how do you handle that with the kids too? Because I think that's gotta happen, right? If you, as, soon as, as you get bigger right. and you have more and more fans, you also have more and more crazy people sending you crazy stuff. And there's a whole new world of handling social media bullying and trolling and just horrible things. Well, right. <laughs> you took care of that from the beginning. Right, from the very beginning, I told them before we even started our first video and before we even left to go and get costumes, um, I said, from the very beginning, if you, we, we can only do this if you guys promise me you will never look at comments. And oh, wow. I said that from the beginning and I said oh. that it's not going to help you to look at comments. You will, you will look at a hundred nice ones and then that one negative one, it'll destroy, it'll, you. It'll destroy you and it'll grab Keep you up at night, erode you. And so they said, okay, mom, I promise that we won't do that. So I said, okay. Um, and they, they kept, they kept to that they don't look at comments because we we know where our audience comments tend to be if they are going to be negative maybe we would know it's more on youtube where you get that influx of, of people mm -hmm. um but they do interact like on their instagram they might interact more because we still have a much smaller following on instagram 
Um, and of course, when fans write us through email, you know, it's 99.9% .9 always positive. Mm -hmm. So we, it's not that we completely cut ourselves off from our fans, but I knew that that was going to be an issue with young people. I mean, if I couldn't handle a negative comment daily, I know for sure my right. kids would not. And I have seen YouTubers literally lose their mind over it. Yeah. You know, from depression, anxiety, all the way to, you know, even recent stories where it's just been really, really bad. They internalize yeah. these, right. the, every and, comment. And we know that as our name and our brand becomes more and more, um, I don't know, more people have become more aware of us. We know that we'll probably have to put in measures even when it comes to things like Instagram. But because they're so used to that, I don't think that hasn't really been an issue for us at all. You know, it's. It's and it's not because there aren't comments because if you go on our YouTube, you know how um, well on YouTube you can see comments that are held. You see the amount and usually there's some word that's triggering in there and you mm -hmm. can see there's thousands that are held, but we don't go through it, you know, and I know some brands say, oh, no, we go through all our comments to make sure that everybody is is um, writing, you know, positive things. And I'm like, do you know what that's you can't daily? That's, yeah. that's, that's, I, w I can't do that. And I, one of the last things I'll say about that though, is that I always tell them, like, I grew up watching Friends and Seinfeld and uh, Martin and all these other people. They never knew I was watching. They never, I, they never felt an obligation to be like, hi, Rita, I want to make sure that I talk to you. <laughs> and I still enjoy their content. So I told them, like, if you're giving your fans, you know, the content that they love, they're just going to love you for your craft. They don't need Not how much access. they talk to you. Right. It's really smart. It's true. It's, it, mm -hmm. it is true, but we, we don't think about that really because now that you can access people to some degree, much more than you could before. I mean, even just as a doctor, right? Like you could not reach your doctor <laughs> right. 20 years ago, right? Now you could just text me. Yeah. It's like, hey. Yeah. Uh, we, the, what, do you, what do you think of the crash? My kid didn't poke today. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, but you, you have that ability. They'll use WebMD and argue with you and like, you know, well, well what do you think about this? Because... Yeah. Yeah, but but I googled it and it said that this. I mean, he's talking about me right now, you guys. I totally <laughs> sent him a picture of my baby's bottom the other day and was like, "What happened?" And yeah, it's okay. okay. <laughs> you know what I love that you going. I want to go back to something because I think it's really interesting. Um, we're talking about being you both being latchkey kids and not having your parents there and 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 you're putting out good positive messages and your family messages and you're actually speaking to the kids. I think that's really beautiful. I was a on a Disney show where I played a TV mom um, for three seasons on Stuck in the Middle. And I found it so fascinating about how, mu how many kids just would literally jump into my arms just out in the world, you know, that I never knew. And you do have an influence over these kids as a TV mom or as TV parents or YouTube parents as you are, whatever you want to call it, it's the same thing. And I appreciate you using your time for good. I mean, the, the reason why we're doing Raising Amazing is because we need to help our children. We, we need to help parents, help their children. We need to help all the children. The world is a scary crazy place and we need more good positive families out there loving all of our kids yes so i love that you're doing that yeah. I, I and, like we, and one of the things that we make sure is is that we don't get political on any of our stuff we don't get mm -hmm. religious even though i'm i was a minister by trade we do not get religious on any of our kids and we just stay away from those 
hot button topics that are just like kids just need to be kids right now. That's the way mm -hmm. we feel. And so we respect the parents' rights to be the parents, to guide the values of their children. So we're not here to instill values. We're not here to instill what they should believe. We make them laugh. But we're we still make true it relatable. to ourselves. So right. whatever you see through us, this is who we are. Who we are, right. You know? We shifted to a brand. And then now we're able to do things like book clubs um, and creating our own books. So we have our own publishing house where we create our own books. We have tons of books that are kind of like based off of our skits to give parents the option to turn off the screen time so that they mm -hmm. can work on literacy and to work on education. So we're thinking about all these little right. things. We're trying to think of everything that we would want to do as a parent um, to do responsible parenting. So we end um, the show all the time with telling us what the most amazing part of your 2020, we're in 2021 though, pandemic. It's wow. been a really challenging time for everyone the last couple of years. So what has been the most amazing part for you? Man, wow, some exciting I think things. For, <clears throat> yeah, I think for us, the ama most amazing part, I think was the two, like the Dr. Fauci interview and yeah. then being a part of the inauguration with um, the with Biden. The Biden and, Biden and Kamala. Yeah, I think that was, you know, when we started our brand, I could have never dreamed that we would be invited to participate in an inauguration right. or that we would get to interview someone like Dr. Fauci. And it's just, it's, it's incredible to us because, you know, whether or not you agree with the politics behind, it was still in, in um, it was an opportunity for us. Right. And so we were really excited to be able to be a part of that. And that's so, so cool. Yeah. That was, was to me, really like, cool. that was an amazing, amazing moment. Right. And just meeting people like um, Matthew McConaughey and interviewing right. him and just, just meeting some really, really cool people, even even meeting you guys and, and doing a lot of podcasts and sharing our yeah. story. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And the time and the time with family, like for instance, yes. like like my hair. Like my son cut my hair. You know, because I have so cool. growing up my hair because I haven't been able to go to the barber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I cut his hair and he cuts my hair. And we probably would have never done that if it wasn't no. for quarantine. And right. she yeah. Um, two of our daughters have sister locks as well, and so they do each other's hair. hair. They tighten each other's hair. So it would have sweet. never done that. It would have been our, our barber would come in, and our, mm -hmm. our hairdresser would have came in. So the bonding that is taking place probably would never have been so intimate if we had not been placed in this situation. That is so cool. That truly is amazing. You guys are an incredible family. And we can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so can you much. tell everyone where they can find you? Oh, they can go to on YouTube. Um, we are Onyx Family, and then from there we have you know some other channels, Onyx Kids and Onyx Life, and other channels from there. You can go to our main one, Onyx Family, and then find us there. Also, a great wrap up um, or synopsis of who we are. And what we've done is on onyxfamily.com. Our website. On our website. And then, of awesome. course, Onyx Family on Instagram. And, you know, we're basically everywhere. Onyx Family. <laughs> and then yeah. you got to follow you guys so that you can have a million and one followers. So it should be That's right. Oh. Get, over that, yeah. get over that million. <laughs> I think there are you already over the million. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just play a little. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Yeah, it was amazing talking to you guys. So Serena, you mentioned you know a little bit about yourself and trying to think about connecting, and I think that's interesting, right? Because you know connection is so important, but 
even for our parents, it, it wasn't something that they necessarily thought that much about. Like, a lot of times they were just there. But I think now there's just so much more activities and social media and phones and traveling. And it, it's just such a fast-paced life these days that you have to almost think about it. you got to plan it. And especially, you know, for yourself as an actress, you can be away for probably long periods of time or potentially you could be away for long periods of time. And so you have to really prioritize it. How has that been for you in terms of, of balancing that as a mom versus a profession? It's, it's not, it's got to not be an easy thing. Yes. Thank you for noticing that. Um, <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, is that I haven't been away on a movie set without or on a TV set really without him for very long. Um, the, fir- the, the films that I've done since he, he's been alive, since he's been here, I've gotten to take him with me. Now, he doesn't get to come like necessarily on set with me, right? But he's mm-hmm. like traveled with me. Um, but now it's getting to the point where I have to go away for a weekend and, and he's not with me. It just doesn't make sense to bring him, right? They're not like when they're little and they're like little backpacks, you can bring mm-hmm. them anywhere, but he's a whole person now. And, um, and then you got to bring a babysitter and that's tough. So I've been doing little jobs away, like two, you know, two nights away, two days at a time here and there. Um, and it's hard. And so then when I come back, I need, I'm like, I need to make sure that I'm connecting extra. Right. And like, and Mike is the same way. So he, the last time he went out of town for work, he brought books and uh, read Nico books, you know, before we went to bed over FaceTime, to sort of mm-hmm. keep our routine. So we're really thinking about this. I, I just thinking about like, I'm up for this movie that would take me away for a while. And like, just thinking about that makes me feel anxious. Like, well, how am I going to do this with Nico? How am I going to be the mom that tucks him in every night if I'm on set? But I'm trying to not go there yet because I have to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to take every job as it comes. And if it takes me away, then, um, I, I'm making sure I'm connecting extra when I get back. But so far it's only been a couple days at a time and that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. I mean, just being away even for a weekend can be, it's hard for anybody. I think, especially when you're used to being there every day and especially with the pandemic, I think that even you know, people have been away less from their kids than even they would normally, which may or may not be a lot, but, but most people haven't been away even for a second, you know, (laughs) so you're not even necessarily going to work. So you're at home with them all day. Well, I have, (laughs) we have been inseparable for Mm -hmm. over, well, for two and a half years, pretty much. And so Mm -hmm. now it's starting where I'm traveling and that's tough on both of us because he doesn't like life without me. And I can hear, I can, we FaceTime and he says, mama home, mama home. And I can Mm. see like the anxiety in him if I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's a pandemic thing. I think that that's always going to be true and kids always want their moms <laughs> to be around. So I, I think that's, that's true. not a new thing, but I think it's a new thing from our side. I, you know, kids are resilient and they'll be just fine if you're away for a day or two. They'll be sad for like 10 seconds and they'll go play with their favorite toy and, you know, forget about it and, maybe, and it'll be okay. But, but see, I was one of those kids where when my mom, my mom like took night classes at UNLV when I was little mm-hmm. and I used to lay in bed pretend, pretending like I was asleep and but I would wait up for her because I, like, I felt anxious that she wasn't home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like worried about her. So I'm aware of the potential anxiety that Nico could feel when I'm not around because I had it 
You know, and my mom yeah. was always there. It's it's possible, <laughs> but I, I, there there are so many ways to reassure your child, and it's also good for them to learn that you know, mom or dad or whoever grandparent goes away and then comes back. I think that's also a good skill to learn in life too, because you also right. you wanna you wanna be there, but you also don't wanna over be there if that makes sense. And you, you want them to learn that okay, you know, mom mom and dad go away for a night and we go to a restaurant and we do our thing but we come back but we don't we do our own thing or mom goes away because she works and and that's awesome and cool and she goes on a movie and and then she comes back and that's also a skill that you have to learn too and so there there is a balance i think between um being being present and being and bonding and being there for your child and then over over parenting if that you know i don't know what the word is but just there, there is a line where it's it's helicopter good. Well, hel- yeah, helicopter, but and that not so much that as in, you know, never being away from your child. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But I, I, I think that you shouldn't feel bad about being away for a couple of days. I think that's a good thing for a child to to learn. You know, mom goes away, mom comes back. Dad goes away, dad comes back. I think that's a good life skill too. So See, it's a balance. This is why you're our doctor because you just made me feel better because I'm going away again this weekend and I'm starting to feel like ugh anxious so um yeah, it's, it's, di- it, it's different it's different going away for a couple of days than going away for seven months right there's a difference there. and even then if you have to do it you have to do it but uh, there's a big difference in a child's mind for a couple of days especially if you're check, checking in <laughs> of course of course well the onyx family sure made interesting decisions with their life because they're just all at home all together working all together and um that sounds fun too that's not going to work for everybody but what they've created is really cool and I just wanted to say real quick before it ends, I wanted to just to talk back about their interview for a second. What the, the coolest thing about what they've done, I feel like is the positive reinforcement that they're giving other kids. You know, they, they really are creating positive content for kids mm-hmm. and we don't have enough of that out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody should check them out. Yeah. Check them out. They're really, they're really lovely. They really are. <laughs> And let's keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.